Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds at Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The NFL Draft is less than two weeks away. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the host who is more focused on building their personal brand than the podcast's success. And with me is AJ. Normalize not running 40-yard dashes if you're slow, Marchese. Uh, when's your NFT dropping, Rob? Very soon, very soon. It's of Drake London not running the 40. Mm. Today, we'll continue our 2022 NFL Draft position rankings with the edge rushers. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft. On fire. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my lady. Driving out to Vegas, baby. Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. You'll be notified when rooms go live, and be sure to come with your coldest takes. Edge rusher time. AJ, we've made it. We've made it to the best position group in the entire 2022 NFL draft. 
the position group that's maybe the most interesting, in, in, especially when you consider who the first two picks might be. Uh, maybe even the most interesting when you think about who the most talented player in the draft who is having their character assassinated seemingly for no reason constantly. It's the greatest position group of all time. The edge rushers. How do you feel about this group? Uh, it's it's too much. It's, there's too many guys, Rob. Too many guys. I uh, I I think it's fair to assume uh, this and wide receiver will have the most guys drafted in the first three days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, really athletic group too. Like, not a lot of guys that didn't. You know, a lot of guys that blew up testing. Like, not a lot of disappointing testing numbers. You know. Fun group, too, in terms of different types, guys who play different kind of – some guys who play more inside, some guys who play a little bit of off-ball, yeah. uh, longer guys, more compact guys, kind of freaky, explosive guys, more powerful guys. We got it all in this group. I love this group. I had so much fun with this group. It's my favorite group. It's great. You know what's, you know what's I kind of found, though, is like I don't have like a, like a, a sleeper or a deep sleeper that I have a crush on, but I think that's kind of because like – I have so many guys that are just like rated too high to put in those categories. I guess to to are you thinking like a day th- a guy with a day three grade that you have a crush on, like to fit that? Yeah, exactly. Like, because like, in 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 terms of that, I, I kind of I'm with you on that. I the guys there are some guys who might go on day three, but I have like third round grades on. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, like my my. My twenty, I think like like my twentieth dude is I, I have a fourth round grade on. My my nineteenth guy I have a fourth round grade on. Yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a deep deep group. And I, I also feel like everyone's pretty like the orders might be different in terms of who your freaking top fifteen top twenty edge rushers are, mm-hmm. but everyone's pretty much in agreement that those twenty guys are really fucking good. Like, yeah. there's not a lot of I, – I don't think there's a ton of edge rushers in this class that are overly polarizing. I, I mean, removing, yeah. like, the the order of your top three guys from that kind of conversation. Um, oh, that's a good point. I, I, I think there's one one guy I find extremely polarizing um, that we'll, we'll, we'll touch on in a bit. But uh, pretty much every – I think, like, most people seem to have, like, 15 top 100 grades-ish yeah. – yeah. On the edge rushers. Yeah. Uh, how many first round grades you got? I have only four. I got six. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got four. I got a ton of third round grades. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, four, four first round grades. Uh, I, I, I will add three of those guys, I think, are top 10 players almost regardless of class. And because of this, the way this class is, I, I all four guys I think are worthy of top ten picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a good chance the first three picks could end up being edge rushers. I yeah. don't know if it'll happen. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I think one quarterbacks, two tackles. Um, like, but I I don't think it would shock anyone if the first three picks were Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Kevon Thibodeau, and Travon Walker. It's pretty fun that we're two weeks out from the draft, and like we still really have no idea where the quarterback should go in. I know this is the edge show, but I'm just saying it, it, they're they're that bad. It's it does yeah. make it that much more fun. Like <laughs> uh, although AJ, the, the the issue is that both of our teams could take quarterbacks, I don't know. so I don't it makes know what it all 
it makes it so much less fun. Like, imagine if we both just had franchise quarterbacks so we could laugh when we do the first round reaction pod. We will we would just be able to laugh at the teams who overdraft quarterbacks, but there's a good chance both our teams do it. See, I don't think your team you're they're taking Yeah, your your team's gonna take a bad pick that's not a quarterback. Mine's yeah. gonna take Matt Corral, so which is my worst nightmare. Wait for I can, the I can, reaction pod. I, I'm sure we, neither of us will be fucking happy. I can guarantee that. I, I can live with two picks at the two quarterbacks uh, with that 20th pick for Pittsburgh, and I'll tell you Matt Crowley ain't one of them. Uh, okay, edge rushers. So looking in the last five drafts, it's a little confusing because they like to dub some guys outside linebackers mm-hmm. or and some guys defensive ends, and sometimes they'll call an edge a defensive tackle. It's all very confusing. But... Point being, just looking at the the last five drafts in terms of defensive ends, 2021 and 33. It's a lot. Of which games. is a lot, especially when you consider 2020 at 18. So almost double that. Wow. Uh, uh, 2019 at 26, 2018 at 23, 2017 at 26. So I, I think in this class, just in, at least in terms of guys we dub edges, there's there's gonna be I think more than twenty five are drafted. What do you think? Yeah, I know there there should be like I don't know. We're, I think we're looking at like I think we're gonna hit thirty. I I think so too because even like there there's some guys who tested really well that I think the seventh round, yeah. and though the tape might not match it, like a team will be willing to swing on a long, athletic, twitchy freak show. And trying to teach them how to play football, mm-hmm. I'm sp- specifically talking about one person. But um, I-, I think when you add that in, like they're they're because you you already mentioned that a lot of these guys tested so well. Yeah, for real. No, I know it's it's a really good group, and it I, like I said last episode, it, it really sets the draft. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun, and uh, good luck to Trent Balky, uh with what he does with the number one overall pick. Uh, did you see that report? He. He wants to trade it, but he f- he's feeling pressured into taking uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Who's gonna? Which trade? I don't even know what the, I don't even know what that means. What? No one's gonna trade for that pick number like or overpay for that pick no. anyway. No, you're getting you're getting shit value. Why is he feeling pressured to take Aiden Hutchinson? What's that even mean? He's the worst GM in in the NFL, so I don't know. It's it's gonna be so awesome when they take Drake London number one. <laughs> Okay, let's get into it. Highest floor. This is a really fun debate. I think highest floor, highest ceiling, that's bet. Really fun debate. I think you can go all kinds of ways with the top three guys in all three of those categories. So I'm really interested who your highest floor is. Aiden Hutchinson. Wrong. Okay. So you've <laughs> off to a bad start. Uh, tell us why you've you've chosen wrong. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on. Who's your highest floor, first of all? Trevon Walker. He's the best running defender in the group. I put Walker for and, highest ceiling. I know he's got a high floor, but like there's just the athletic potential. He's, he's all th- he's all three. Uh, I wouldn't put him for best bet, but yeah. Uh, Aiden's. no, but uh, Aiden Hutchinson is my best bet. Your highest floor. I put him for um, best bet too. I cheated. I, I love he, Aiden he, Hutchinson. Look, I don't think. Look, he, I, may I please, Rob, for one second? No. I don't know like how high his ceiling is. Of the top guys, he probably has the lowest ceiling. Um, yes. Of the top three, at least. Johnson and him, no spoilers, maybe equal. But anyways, the floor is so high for Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, you're not – he's got such low bust potential. 
Uh, I don't think Trent Baalke is going to regret the pressure if he pulls the trigger on Aiden Hutchinson. I, I think he's just going to come in, play damn good football for for a decade plus, and you're not going to feel too too worried about it. Like it's like I, he's just so clean already. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of um, not a lot of flaws in his game. Like he's not like you know a super instinctual run defender or anything, and he's a bit like tight in open space, but like the motor checks so so great in in the run game. Uh, he can stack and shit. I think strong standing edge. I think I'm higher on him as a run defender than you are. Yeah. Um, he's a good tackler. Uh, he's got the power. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I will say where I don't think he's of the top three. I don't think he's the best run defender. No, he's and not I the best. Don't th- he's not the best. And I don't think he's the best pass rusher. Agreed. But he's second in both categories. Yep. And he is closer to from. Uh, I don't know if this is gonna be closer sense. to number he, one than than he is to number three in both categories. Uh, I I would I, I would say like okay, Travon Walker to me is the best edge rusher, but he's obviously by far the rawest pass or be, best run defender, but obviously by far the the rawest pass rusher. Yeah. Whereas Aiden Hutchinson isn't that far like he doesn't have the same athletic traits as Kayvon Thibodeau yeah. as a pass rusher, but he's so technically that like he's he's technically put together enough that he's closer to that. Then yeah. Trevon yeah. Walker, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. No, I've lost I know my point. Mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, Hutchinson, you know, he's not, you know, he's not like this, this, you know, super bandy or, or super explosive that's, dude. That's, he is explosive though. That's the thing, right? Like he's, he, the arm length isn't great and he is yeah. stiff. Like the three cones yeah. absurd, but that, I don't think that translates to bend on the field. No. Um, but he's got this great combo of, Get off. He's got a great uh, s- strong hands, and now I think he's got room to grow in terms of pass rush repertoire. But he is uh, he's further along with his hands than the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, though he is tall, I think he plays with surprisingly good leverage. Like he's a big man who can who can when he wants to go power, like speed to power, or just like straight yeah. bull rush. Like yeah. he 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 plays with good leverage to kind of get. Uh, get underneath the tackle and and knock him off, uh, knock him off balance. Um, you know what I like for a guy his size? He he plays with great balance, and, and I think he's a yeah. really fluid athlete. And that the, his lower body, his feet, and his upper body, I think they work so well together. His feet are like setting up tackles, like like down low, so he can win up top too. I think he's got that quickness. I I don't think you're gonna regret taking Aiden Hutchinson he, anywhere. He, he he's also got the ability to kick inside if you want yeah, it. He does. Yeah. Um, like he's he's played some three tech, he's played some five tech. Yep. Uh I, I don't know that he'll ever be like a twelve plus sack every year guy. Yep. But I do think he'll be a consistent eight to ten. He'll be a a, a guy who can play on rundowns and, and and make plays against the run. Like uh, although I'm not I don't think as high on him as a run defender as you are, like I don't think he's a bad run defender mm-hmm. whatsoever because the because of the motor. Uh, because of like he can sink sink uh, his ass and and, yeah. uh, and kind of hold hold the points at the edge. Um, he can anchor down for his height. And he's a strong guy. Uh, I just don't the the stiffness kind of makes me think he doesn't have the highest ceiling. But yeah. he he to me, if I think I said repeatedly that Evan Neal is the safest player in this draft. Aiden Hutchinson, I think, is the second safest player in this draft. Yeah, I think that's fair. And he's got like the the makeup you know like he's the always the high character talk and blah blah, blah. and yeah, yeah I mean, like he, he he he's gonna be for a team uh let's say jacksonville who's trying to like like flip the culture and like 
kind of needs a leader, uh, maybe opposite Trevor Lawrence. Like, Aiden Hutchinson can be that dude. All that being said, I hope they pass and, and he lands with the Lions. It just feels um, right. It just feels right. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope I hope the Lions take Malik Willis and the Jaguars take Drake London. I want chaos. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, th- I think you, clear argument for highest floor or or best bet. I, th- I think without a doubt he's the best bet. Yeah. Like, no no doubt. I went with Trevon Walker for highest floor strictly because at minimum I think I'm getting a guy who's a complete Swiss Army knife in the front seven. Yeah. Who who's a dominant uh who can be a dominant run defender. A guy who lined up. I've got I've got this written out. <clears throat> he's lined up at nose tackle, three tech, five tech, four eye, edge, played off ball. Like it's ridiculous what they did with yeah. him, yeah. And he and he he spends a lot of time at four I, and, and uh, because of that it limited pass rush opportunity, his role was more focused on opening up uh, lanes for blitzers yeah. like Nicobe Dean, like Quay Walker. Uh, but then you watch him as a run defender; nobody can move him. He does such a good job locking guys out. He does such a good like he could stack and shed. He could shoot a gap if you want him to. They they had him two gapping constantly, so the opportunity wasn't there a ton. It was like when we were talking about Devontae Wyatt on last show. Like Devontae Wyatt, his role in that Georgia defense wasn't to shoot gaps, despite his ability to. But when he did get the opportunity, he made things happen. And we know Travon Walker's a freak show athlete. Six five two seventy two, insane four four five one forty. Like the three cone sub seven, um, he he is such a he's built in a lab. We yeah. just the, obviously the pass rush is the thing that that makes you hesitate on him. But strictly talking, highest floor, I think I'm getting a guy who's gonna has top five run defender ability as I, an edge rusher. In I this think league. it could be the best run defending edge in the league. Yeah, and like. Sure, that doesn't have the same value it did 30 years ago. Yeah. But that's enough for him to play. Like he's going yeah. to start. He's gonna he he he's play all three and, downs and, immediately. And even yeah, and even if he doesn't develop into a double digit sack, I like I know the like he can um he, he can do I, I think you see the flashes of of pow- his ability as a power rusher mm-hmm. and you 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 see him use his length sometimes you see him use his hands sometimes like he's got the bend it was just such a strange role it was like how Rashawn gary never got really any opportunity at michigan yeah so it's a lot of projection it is a huge gamble but kind of the way i feel about it uh is if you're a shitty team picking in the top 10 and you need a complete game changer sometimes you got to roll the dice yeah and i don't think aiden hutchinson is that guy who can be a defensive player of the year candidate? Whereas Travon Walker's got a way higher bust potential, but he's also got that far closer to the defensive player of the year potential in my eyes. So uh, that makes me sound like I'm arguing for highest ceiling too. But um, I have a highest ceiling, so I'm good with that. You're, you're, you're arguing with me. Um, no, I mean I totally agree. And like even like just looking at the run, I still think like he's he still needs to develop his instincts and his recognition. And I don't think that's a knock. Because he's already such a good fucking run defender. So, like, I think that's just, like, he's got the potential to be the best run defending edge in the league. Um, like, he, he he plays with such strong power at the point. Yeah. Um, the, he he the plays it. He, the run, he's, too, is so impressive. You'll also see him chase plays down, like, yeah. 10, 10 yards yeah. off. Like, he'll come back onto the screen. Like, he plays his ass off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think all the makeup is there to be 
like he's already going to be a very good run defender make up there to be a uh, the best run defender among edges in this nfl yeah, yeah. uh and it, it's just kind of developing him as a passer you need a good, like i want him to end up with the on a team that has a good defensive line coach who's going to take the time to develop him as a pass rusher um be, because if you can unlock that like He's got all the athletic tools to be a double-digit sack guy. He just was never given that opportunity at Georgia. And it's, I mean, it's all anyone's been talking about for the last month, really, is like, what, like, what, there's going to be some people who think Trevon Walker shouldn't be picked in the top five, and some people who think he should be the number one pick. Yeah, and I mean, the the glimpses are there as a pass rusher, too. Like, he's got the, he's got heavy hands. He's, he's generating a lot of power. He's like, he's... He's got, he's got that got explosion, the like you said. He's, he's got, got the, the bend. Um, Just you, I guess the, the the big concern is like when you talk about the bend, is uh, like using Aiden Hutchinson for an example, wicked three cone, like yeah. freaky athlete. But then you don't totally see that on the tape. Yeah. Whereas with Trevon Walker, same thing, big athlete, free like freaky three cone. You see glimpses of it, glimpses of it on tape, but because of his role, yeah. You never see it consistently, so it's hard to gauge where exactly that is if he's playing like a, as a wide nine in the NFL. You know, you know, I think so interesting about him is like he looks like he weighs two forty, and he's two seventy two, and there's like not a single bad pound on his frame. No, but he, he carries looks like that he weight could, insane. He looks like he could he could carry three hundred comfortably if you wanted him to. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's you're not going to, but he can get bigger, and I don't think he's going to lose athleticism. Um, so really, you're you're drafting him, and I think you're putting him wherever the fuck you want him to be. You're you're, you're molding him yeah. to whatever player you want him to be. I the speaking to uh, what I already said about like getting him with a great D line coach who can develop him as a yeah. pass rusher, get those hands going. I also would love to see him with a defensive coordinator who's going to be creative with him as a run defender, even at, uh, on passing downs. Like you'll see him sometimes he'll line up straight uh, on passing downs at Georgia. He'll line up uh, uh, head up on the center as a nose tackle. And you get to see him kind of take advantage of advantage of um, some lesser athletes who lack length at center in college football, and like he'll he'll abuse some of those guys on passing down. So I just love to see a defensive coordinator use him as like that front seven chess piece. I don't want him doing this in the NFL, but just to speak to his versatility and his ability, he, he looks freaky comfortable dropping into coverage. I, I one of my biggest takeaways was. Um, all three of these guys, Trevon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Aiden Hutchinson, uh, drop into coverage a, 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 at the college level occasionally. And the difference between Trevon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson dropping into coverage blew my mind. Like, Aiden Hutchinson looks so uncomfortable, and he, he kind of uh, s- struggles in space. He, he's got like a, directions he's got up like, and down. Yeah, he's weird in space. He's got, like, the yeah, James Bond it, running he just, Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, he just doesn't look like he's used to it, which, fair enough. Like, I'm not going to be asking him to do that. <laughs> no. I think it, it, it's it's more of less me shitting on Aiden Hutchinson and more me saying it's crazy how natural Trevon Walker yeah. looks doing it. Yeah. Um. So my highest ceiling is actually Kayvon Thibodeau, though. I think that's fair, yeah. Five-star freak show, uh, three years of production in Oregon. Don't know how we ended up in a place where he, at one point, he might fall out of the top ten. Then then the next week, the Lions won't pass on him. Like, I don't know. He's I don't just that know. guy in this draft. Yeah. And it's, he is from Oregon, so he gets the Oregon <laughs> weird bump that's actually bumped bump, down. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can't teach that kind of first step. Yes. And he bends the best. 
Like he has, he has the best first step. He, he bends the best around the edge. Like his hands aren't in the same place as Aiden Hutchinson's and, and they're not as heavy as Trevon Walker's. Um, but when he's just, he, he's playing a full second faster than everyone else. It feels like at times with his ability to, to time the snap mm-hmm. with that first step, his ability to dip and, and run the arc and just win the edge just purely based on athleticism. And, and the funny thing about him too is he was a guy who I think didn't even lean. Like he could have spent his whole college football career being a dominant passer in the Pac-12 by just being the bendiest, freakiest athlete. He tried. Like he tried to do different things with his hands. He tries. Like he he he, he almost seems like sometimes he's like messing around and wants to try and work a combo or yeah. – or, uh, or, or try a new pass rush move. And there's like a plan there and his hands just aren't developed there enough. And, it, yeah. and sometimes I, I just wish he would just, just go be the best athlete on the field. Um, so I appreciate though, that he is a guy who had that athleticism to win the edge constantly, but he wanted to kind of better himself as a pass rusher. It felt like at times, and I just find that so interesting. I totally agree with the get off. Like he, he's, he's electric off the snap. He's springy as fuck. Plus he times it so well. Like I think like Trevon Walker just jumped back. He's got a really good get off, but he, he's a little delayed reacting to the snap. So unlocking that could be a big piece to just uh, him improve, him improving as a pass rusher. But yeah, Thibodeau was like, like you said, like he's he's got that just you know being the best athlete, and he's so quick. His feet are so fast and nimble. He's got that speed to thread in the edge constantly. But then he's also violent. He's got strong hands, and he creates violent collisions like all the time. He'll just ruin tight ends when <laughs> they're tasked to block him. Um. He's got that speed to power potential, like, and he shows a strong bull rush. Um, the thing is, like, he'll just decide to take over football games at times, and then other times he'll just decide not to, not to show that much, right? Like, he's just hot and he's hot and cold in terms of his impact, and it's not like his motor or anything. It's just, just interesting. And speaking of dropping to coverage, like you said, he, they they do it to him way too much, and I don't think you ever want him doing it because he's so good. But like, yeah, I, just developing those hands. It's I think those are, that's huge. Um, I don't know. Like I think letting him follow the top ten is crazy, and um, he's a good run. Blo- he's a good, he's a good run defender too. Like he plays with nice leverage. He's he's physical. He's got the effort there. He, he's decking yeah, tight yeah. ends. He sets the I, edge I, pretty well. Yeah. I, I feel like we've we've gone like or at least the the narrative's gone so far one way that like people think he's not like they think he's some terrible run defender. He okay. Trevon Walker's the best run defender. Uh, and Aiden between the three, Aiden Hutchinson second, and Kayvon Thibodeau's third. But Kayvon Thibodeau's no he's no scrub. Bad, like he's not a bad. I, I I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm missing it, AJ. I don't see this lack of motor. I don't know. No, uh, he's chasing downfield consistently. Like that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's just him. His impact runs hot. I think that's what people are mistaking. Is like sometimes he's not dominating football games, but it's not because of his motor. Yeah. That. So that that narrative's been confusing to me especially when like you said you watch him against the run like the effort is there yeah. he, he doesn't he i thought he did a pretty damn good job setting the edge he, yep. he does a good job using his length to to kind of control on the outside lock yeah. guys out um he's got that quickness just to get to the ball carrier he's yeah, got that backside well, well, cleanup ability like yeah i, I was gonna say he, he, all three of these guys you see them make those plays backside yeah, yeah. with the athleticism um and, and sometimes like you'll see cave on like when he when he's allowed to like knife and make a play mm-hmm. uh in the backfield um i don't know yeah i, th- I think you're that's kind of spot on where uh 
the motor questions with him are actually just like he's he's not ultra consistent and he doesn't dominate every football game, but it's not because of effort. I think that comes back to what I was saying about him. He's trying different things out with his hands and he's not relying solely on his athleticism or whatever rep. And that might not be a great thing college success wise, but I see that as a kind of a positive looking at him as a, uh, as a prospect. Like he wants to develop his pass rush game. And like, I, I also think all the character concerns are such bullshit because at no point have we actually heard what they are. Like everyone, I, he likes I, NFTs, I, Rob. I've listened to a lot of different uh, podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of them are doing NFL draft coverage right now. And it, it seems to be one of two things happens, where they'll mention the character concerns, but they won't say what they are. Or two. They'll be like, what? Like, why do we keep talking about cave on to those character concerns? Like, this dude had more sacks than, than uh, both both Trevon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson. More TFLs. Started for three years. Dominant five-star dude. Sure, he wants to grow his brand. I'm pretty sure all these guys probably want to make more money by growing their brand. The best way to do that is become a star in, on the football field. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's such horseshit. Uh, and, and it's, and it's funny, too, because... Uh, he happens to be black, and Aiden Hutchinson happens to be white, and this this shouldn't be about Aiden Hutchinson right now. But Aiden Hutchinson's this this great team captain, whereas Kayvon Thibodeau is this guy with character concerns, and I just think that's such a NFL bullshit thing we hear every draft. Uh, yeah, and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is the victim this year. One of them, Rob. So no big deal. <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau is the victim this year, and it's I I think ultimately on draft night, like he's not getting into the top five. I think all three of these guys go top five. Yeah, I think it's just um, media bullshit, and I, it might even yeah. just be pure smokescreen from the NFL itself. Um, look what what twenty one year old you know college students on the West Coast especially isn't getting into NFTs right now. You know what I mean? Like this. <laughs> Like for real, like come on. <laughs> Tom Brady's like doing Bitcoin, so like I don't think that's okay. Like, Bitcoin's like, a bigger uh, knock. One was to, wait. Let me let me make something clear. This podcast is super against NFTs, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I'm in the business of drafting good football players. I don't really care if he's into NFTs. There's a whole lot worse things he could be into. He's oh, a good yeah. football. Fine by me. Yep. Well put. Um, but yeah, that the Kayvon Thibodeau thing's been bothering me in recent weeks more and more be, because you. People keep it's especially annoying on draft Twitter when people reference the character concerns. And it's like you don't even know what they are. Shut up. Stop. You're you're perpetuating this narrative that you don't know anything about. And like, yeah, but the Lions they, are gonna take them sex overall. So like, they ignore guys. Like, I'm not saying to drudge this up either. Maybe I mean it's a part of it. But like, they'll they'll totally ignore when guys have you know like convictions criminally and. You know, yeah, they're early so, years in college, like whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a guy in these this edge group who yeah. seems not like a great person. It doesn't seem to be impacting his stock. So it's just very strange when we pick and choose to do these things. I think it probably ultimately is a smokescreen. He's not getting mm-hmm. in the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, let's move to value pick. Um, I actually kind of forgot when I was doing this what our description of a value pick is. Is it early day three? Yeah, around there. I think in this class, like it's, you know, my my value pick is my my edge twelve, who I got a late third on. Okay, my mine's my edge fifteen, who I have a late third on. I don't think, like, I think he'll go to a three though. Yeah. So so mine is okay. Dominique Robinson. Okay. He, hey, he's my he's your edge twelve. He's my edge twelve. Yeah, good work. Um, who of course nailed is, it. Went to Miami as a quarterback, moved to wide receiver, finally landed at edge the last two seasons. A little bit older, like he'll be 24 by the start of training camp. But uh, 
at six five two fifty three with that hey, that testing ability. Yeah. Can I point out that uh, it's funny that two the 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 I think probably yeah it's got to be the two best Mac prospects are guys who went to school for different like not the positions they mm-hmm. currently play and are just freak show athletes mm-hmm. and him and Bernard Ryman. Um, but yeah, Dom, Dominic Robinson, it's crazy. I'm shocked he came in at 253. Yeah. But when you look at he, it, like, his body is way further along than you'd expect. Like, yeah, he, he's well he, built. Yeah, like he he looks he he like when you watch him, he looks like a guy who used to be a receiver. I mean that because of the athleticism. Yeah. Um and then he the fact that he's adding weight and I, I think he's consistently added weight to get to this point. I'm much like Raymond. Um yeah. but the athleticism has stayed, and he's just so like you said with Thibodeau, he's so springy. Robinson's so springy too. Yeah, he's got a great. It's just off. like yeah, the the maybe the next best best get off Ooh. after Thibodeau. Um, yeah, but like his play is so much further along than you expect. Like if you put him on, and the the, the person watching him didn't know he's only been an edge for two years, he, I don't think you'd expect it. You know, like the my biggest shock with him is he he uses his hands. He does. They're super active. They're a bit aimless at times. They need development, but he uses but, them a lot. Yeah, like there are guys in this group who've played edge for eight years, going back to high school, who don't know how to use their hands. Yeah. And like I'm watching this guy bust out a double swipe against Luke yeah. Gadecki. Like the Central Michigan game is the perfect game, I think, to watch for yeah, Dominique I, Robinson. Because yeah. he's going up against Gadecki and Ryman, who are they both going to really be – yeah. Both are going to be drafted, obviously. Uh, both both could go top 100. And he looked fantastic. And, I mean, my my biggest knock is, like, he was never a consistent – like, he doesn't play consistent snaps. Like, he was almost yeah. a situational pass rusher for yeah. them. But that's kind of what I'm drafting him to do as I teach him mm-hmm. how to play the position. Yeah, and he's, like, he's not a really great run defender. Like, you see him getting moved. Uh, like, his functional strength will have to improve if you're, if you're putting him in that position. Um, and he'll kind of just like jump up field and lose leverage, but like he plays with, with like just solid, like actual leverage and you see some ability at the point of attack, but then yeah, it's just the pass rush is what you're drafting. Like he's got those really sweet bouncy feet, like a wide receiver for that, like really threatening inside move. He's got that speed to threaten the edge constantly. Uh, and like you said, that, that two hand swipe was awesome. He, he, he used that a so couple cool. times in that game. So great. Cool. If he keeps working that, like that could just be a signature move and produce, produce that way. You know what I mean? Um, flattens the quarterback really well, so I'm just betting. You know, he he's gonna go top 100, but uh, I'm still gonna yeah. bet and bet on that that athleticism and that the stuff that he's already got there. Like you said, he, he looks better using his hands than a lot of guys that have been played edge for for eight years. Yeah, it, I think I I was like legit jaw hit the floor watching him actually use his hands. And like you're right, there there still obviously need development, but yeah. the fact that he uses them at all shocked me. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, so I'm going to go with a guy who is not a good athlete. And I think I'm a sucker for these types, AJ. I think every year I'm like, huh, this guy's got heavy hands. He plays with good leverage, such a strong edge. I don't care that he runs a 4-9. And this happens constantly to me, and I can't kick it. I know. Uh, no, I don't. I, I You know it's one of two guys, but I don't know. You say who you think it is. Anik Barre. <laughs> you guessed wrong. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's the other guy. I do love Enigbare, but I think he's going top 100 for sure. For sure. Um, Jesse Lucetta. I can't oh, kick him. I, I was, uh, he's going to be my value pick. He uh, obviously Canadian gets that bump. Yes. Uh, went to Penn State as an off-ball linebacker. Finally 
transition to do a true starting edge rusher this year um, was predominantly like a run defending edge guy yeah. who helped like he could play a little bit of Sam. He plays a little bit of three tech. He, he didn't test like he ran a bad 40. <laughs> uh, no, no way around it. Great for um, church at all. Yeah. And he had a really strong senior bowl week. I think he plays with such heavy hands and, and he does such a good job stacking and shedding it against the run. Such a strong edge plays his ass off. I'm getting him in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and yep. he's a, a guy I'm, I'm looking at as my third edge, a guy who can come in uh, on rundowns, maybe give you give your starting edge a, a, a break. We're still trying to develop him as a pass rusher. I think he, he's got like a shockingly for a guy who's still kind of learning to be a true edge and only had like a half sack this year at Penn State. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think he's like shockingly interesting uh, pass rush repertoire with the repertoire with those hands. Um he like I got Pernell McPhee vibes, just like kind oh, of a I like that one, yeah. A a, 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 a a guy who can play along that D line. Like I'd love him in Baltimore as your third. I, I'm guy. stealing that comp, by the way. I like that. Thank you, thank you. No, I like Pernell McPhee, one of my favorite players for a while. He's good. I don't really, but I, I think that's a great comp, and I like your projection with Luketa. Um, I agree. With pl- plus, you said, yeah. Plus, if 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 like maybe you don't love him as a true edge, like. Sam linebackers yeah, play like Sam. ten snaps a game in yeah. the NFL on rundowns. Like he can do that for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like his developmental potential as an edge. Like you said, he just got that violent hands. But looking off that, like you see a little bit of dip, and you see some like really quick feet that, that can like he just he I, can win with. I thought he would test better. Yeah, but I think that, if you extrapolate it, you know, like he 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 got that good vert, so that's the explosiveness. He got the good shirt shuttle, that's the quickness. Maybe he's just not a good, like, he's just not, you know, he do can't you, do a wh- one and he can't run a four, wh- like, you know what I mean? Wh- where do you think he gets drafted? I think he's a fourth-round pick. Yeah, I got, fourth I got round? him there, and I okay. like him. I, like, I, the, the quickness is what really surprised me. And, I, I mean, we saw it at the Senior Bowl. I think he's a two-time captain, too, or something. So yeah, we, yeah, he checks that. He's Canadian, again, like you said, but checks that, too. Um, <laughs> I think the quickness is what you can kind of maybe, you know, build on. And if you can't... Uh, I don't think he's gonna have like a low floor at all. And uh, he's, he plants versus the run. Like he, he he sets a strong edge. He's a little like he's gonna struggle to stack and shed at times. But like just setting a strong edge and being a good like like you said edge three. I think that's a great projection for him. I think he's throwing the Iowa game. He's just stacking and shedding, fucking everyone, making play after play. Right, uh, I didn't do the Iowa game. He's State doing it. Yeah, Jones, the, the Jones Iowa was, game was, was tough against a lot of edges in this group, though. Yeah. The Iowa game is like the game to watch for him, I think. Okay. Um, going to sleeper, uh, it's it's a little bit hard because because yeah, this like group's my... so loaded. Yeah, I, I don't know. know if my I kind of feel like my sleeper is actually a value pick, but I don't know. I could have given you like five more value. Like Luketa was going to be my second choice. I could have given you. So many yeah, more. I know. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys you could dub value picks, and I I think because of that, it makes it hard to get get a true sleeper. Yeah, that's why I'm going to try to go a little deeper. He's he was a combine invite, um, but no, I'm going to go with Jeffrey Gunter. From from Coastal Carolina. Fuck me, that's my deep sleeper. That's where I was at. See, I, I see. I had so many like just guys. Like, he's a value pick. He's a value pick. He's a value pick. I ended up with it, my deep sleeper being one of your guys too. So I almost thought we we're gonna have the same guy. Uh, I'm just gonna bet on testing. Test really well. Here, you hit, you hit me with your your Gunter. Uh, sorry, I'm just changing my value or my deep sleeper right now. <laughs> uh, I love Gunter. I've been on him for a while. Yeah, you have. You have. Uh, um. He, I, I don't know. There, I, he, he had a lot of buzz over the summer, and it died off. He had mm-hmm. a pretty good year at Coastal, uh, and then tested really well. A guy who I, I think plays uh, 
with a pretty hot motor. Yep. Good mix of uh, first step explosion and power. Yeah. Now, the, needs to learn how to use his hands and develop more of a passer's plan. He kind of just out athletes and out strongmans guys at, yeah. at, in the G5. But I don't know. You mix in like 6'4", 258 with that type of testing, mm-hmm. that type of power. Um and that type of motor, I, I I think worth worth a like I think fifth round pick. Yeah, fifth, fifth and, yeah. and 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 pretty good against the run. His run needs some work. I think that's why like I think that's where like the the drop off comes. But yeah, I like the upside as a as a pass rusher. Like you said, just the the athleticism. Uh, like the hands aren't even that bad. You know what I mean? And, uh, like mm-hmm. they're okay. Um, but no, and, and the motor. I think the motor's the the, the big selling point. So like, I think I like those guys on day three at edge. You know what I mean? A yeah. guy that's gonna come in, you know, he's got the, the athleticism to hang, and he's got the motor to, to just give it his all. I I like those type of dudes. My my sleeper, I don't know if it counts anymore, uh, is Michael Clemens from Texas A&M. Okay, no, I'm, I'm cool with that. He's like my he's my age twenty. Okay, I think he's nineteen for me. I like Clemens. Or er, eighteen, sorry. Um, six five two sixty three, solid athlete, plays with plays with uh, a ton, the great bull rush, great speed to power. Plays really hard. Uh, I don't think he's that far off from DeMarvin Leal in terms of uh, impact on that A&M defensive mm-hmm. line this year. Uh, it, it, P, the fact that they had him, PV, and, and Leal it's is pretty ridiculous. Line, yeah. yeah. And Tyree Johnson at that, too, who's yeah. going to at least be on a, uh, on a, in a training camp. Yeah. Um, but I just really I like what he does as a power rusher. Uses his length pretty well. Good enough athlete. Another good player. Would like... Would like to see him do a little, like, again, another guy who needs to, to kind of, like, he's violent and strong, but the hands, like, yeah. too too much speed to power, too much power, like, just straight bull rush instead of trying to uh, work work the hands and work a counter. If he gets locked up, it's kind of over. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the motor and, and the, uh, the power at the point of attack set him up to be a good uh, run defender as well. Um, a, a guy who I'd like uh, in, in, like, the fourth, fifth. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I got the same. They got a late fourth, early fifth. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Clemens is a good, Clemens is a good football player. Um, who is your deep sleeper? So I, I again, I didn't have anyone I loved, so I'm gonna just throw it back uh, with a guy that tested really well in uh, Scott Patchen from Colorado State. My guy. I, I, I was guy. actually shocked at how how well he tested. Yeah, I know. I mean, we we saw a bit of it on you know on tape. Um, you know, he's, he's a high another guy kind of same similar mode, really good motor and effort. And then you throw, you know, six four two fifty one ish, bench really well surprisingly, and you know ran a four seven one and, and didn't do didn't do agility stuff, but had a good broad. So like I don't know, I think he's a little bit older too, which isn't which is. you don't love, but I think he's like gonna be twenty five as a rookie. Yeah, but you come you bring him in as the you know mature guy UDFA, um, <laughs> some nice get off off the line. The flashes have always been there for him, but he's just not consistent. Um, but yeah, I don't know, like a guy to bet on, you know, when you're, you're making your calls the day after the draft or shortly after the draft, I like him. Okay. So I changed mine to a guy who's not in my top 25 edge rushers okay. and I went with a says Otomiwo from Minnesota. I like him Please. too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I, I think he, he's very much worth a late day three pick six, five, two eighty two, really powerful guy who just doesn't have a lot going on pass rush wise. Yeah. But I, I really like his power at the point of attack. I think he sets a pretty strong edge. He, he, lots of hustle plays from him, too. And, and that size, I just think, very much worth investing in, in, into a guy who, who's who got that type of size. No, yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a, that's a good pick. 
Uh, deep, deep sleeper. James Houston of Jackson State's the perfect one. Uh, yeah. Deion, Deion, Deion Sanders guy. Florida transfer. Only six foot flat, 244. But 24 and a half TFL, 16 and a half sacks, and seven forced fumbles in his one year at Jackson State. Throw, throw, throw on uh, a Jackson State game. And it's just like he's clearly the best athlete on the field. And he's just a whole lot of fun. Um, I don't really know what what you're getting with a guy of that size who he didn't test as well as you would have hoped. Mm-hmm. Um, but fun, but minimum fun guy to watch. So I was gonna like, gonna hit you with like a deep deep sleeper of Isaiah Chambers, but like he really did test good. <laughs> I know it's hard to it's hard when you go with a sleeper a deep deep sleeper like you need them either to be like really powerful, yeah, or in big or really freaky athlete. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wild card, couple good options here. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is one for every reason we've basically about. said, yeah. but he might not actually be one. But that's why he is one. Um, the, the I think the most obvious is David Ajabo. That's what uh, I Yeah, yeah, coming off the the pro day torn Achilles, uh, a guy who only played like f- fourteen games at Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, and a guy who's newer to football, but the athleticism is so ridiculous. Yeah, two, two years of high school football and like 26 snaps at Michigan before this past year. And, and was originally a basketball player. Yeah. Come and it from, shows up. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, it's cool. The the way, like, he is so fluid. Um, and There's it, a couple it, his, of those dudes in this group, too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. His pass rush, like, plan, it almost looks like he, he's trying to cross up the tackle sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it works. And, it, like, I like that because I think – I think there is wide receiver and edge rusher are, are, are two positions where like basketball does translate. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess tight end too, but that's more like rebounding wise. Um, and, and I don't know. His, he's got a really just really wicked fluidity uh, in like body control and bend. And yes. obviously, like I think we both would have agreed he'd be a first round pick if he didn't tear his Achilles, but I don't know now. I have a first round grade on him. Uh, to me, like I mean, it's easy for me to say. Yeah, I'm not worried about the. You know what I mean? But so I just stick with my first round well, like, grade. Yeah. It, like, let me open Tankathon real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, look, he's like, a guy. He needs his hands in a lot of development. He's still learning the game. Like so that that even that part of it is going to make him a little you know a bit of hard to project. It, so it just it makes it so hard when he tours Achilles and like the guy you're going to want to get in and develop immediately. So like that, if, that just really hurts. Yeah. If you're the Chiefs and you got those back-to-back first-round picks and, like, you know you'll contend regardless of what those picks are. And, and, and like, I mean, Frank Clark wasn't hasn't been that great. Yes, yeah, so they don't want to go back to Michigan. Did, did, they, did they take <laughs> a, a guy like a job? Like, a team, a playoff team yeah. is such a late first round. Like, that's worth investing in him. Yeah, I know. I totally agree. I mean, I love, he's, he's got a good knack for strip sacks, too. I love that. Yeah, he uh, – he had five forced fumbles this year. Yeah, I mean, he's, by far the most. And he, the, you, you the see, like, the, like the, the 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 toolbox starting to open a little bit. Like, he he's got like a really interesting spin move that's like still developing. He doesn't use it too much, but like that's that's really interesting. But like, yeah, just the explosive get off, the speed overwhelm, the the tackles, uh, the, the bend, the dip, and like that great ability to just flatten and close in the quarterback. Do, doesn't lose speed. The closing burst. I think that's that's some soccer to him too. Just like you know, get to the ball. Beat your man to the ball, and he's just he's just clobbering quarterbacks with it. Um, and he, another guy, great backside chase defender. Like, yeah, he's gonna get moved some in the run. He needs to sink and anchor that edge, but and he needs to get stronger overall. But like, you know, stalking and bursting to the running back on the backside, like he'll be fine there. 
like some flashes of stacking and shedding and then just the pure quickness to get off the block and make that tackle and the athleticism to make tackles outside the numbers. I'm not worried. Like the, the only knock, I mean, there's lots of knocks, but the only knock on like him not developing to what he, he can be is, is this injury derailing his rookie year. I can't see, assuming the Jets don't take a pass rusher with their two top 10 picks, mm-hmm. like he's, if he falls to them at 38, it'd be ridiculous for them Sorry, they've picked 35 too. Like, I don't think he falls out of the top 40, is I guess what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. He should. But in this in this draft class, like he he he's the depth of the position hurts him, I think. Too. Yeah. It, it, but the, the what helps him, I think, is that it's just not a great class. Yeah, no, that that too. It's fine. It's a bit of both. And uh, like yeah, you know, academic all American. He's checking the character. Like none of that, none of that worries at all. It's the Achilles. That's the only thing because you're developing this guy, and yeah, in the long run, um, I think he's going to turn into a really good pro. So I'm not, I'm not worried. The, the other wild card I will give you, and this might just be a me thing because I just don't understand it, is Drake Jackson. Yeah, I thought about Drake Jackson. Like I have a fifth round grade on Drake Jackson. Okay, I'm, I'm higher, but I, I don't. I don't. I've seen him. Yeah. I've seen him mocked in the first round for some people. Uh, like Dane Brugler has him as his tenth edge rusher. Uh, which is as you assume is like a top fifty pick at, at minimum, um, but and then like so I check Lance Yearline like those are the two guys that I tend to check, mm-hmm. and, and, and Lance Yearline's got him like as a as a day three guy. So then I don't know I just don't know where he's at. Yeah, I, I got a mid third on him. He's he's my edge eleven. Like, I don't know. Like you you really like the 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 testing numbers. He just turned twenty one. He didn't run a forty. But I think, like, he's really weird because, like, he's got a really good motor. He's really high effort. He's really high yep. energy. He's a loose athlete, like, like twitchy dude. Um, another good dude, comfortable jumping into coverage, by the way. Um, and, like, quick. And, like, I like that he, like, he varies his speed. Like, he's kind of, like, you know, he's kind of all speed here. Um, and varies his speed to throw off the, the offensive tackle. But, like, the get-off is kind of average. And there's no counters. Uh, throw on the Washington State tape this year. He didn't threaten Abraham Lucas, like, at all. Mm-hmm. He's got soft mm-hmm. punch. He, he, like he, he gets into contact and just doesn't have much to do there. That's like you know going to his counters. Um, so I don't know. He's he's really like he's he's not going to come in and be a good. Like I run think defender. he's such a project. Yes, yes, he definitely is. First round is crazy. Uh, you know, late top one hundred. I'm with, but he's he's only been a third down guy uh, early and maybe permanently to be to be completely honest. Yeah, like do you have a higher grade on him or Dominique Robinson? Oh Robinson. Wait, let me check. I think they might be eleven and twelve for me. Oh, okay. So like but but like same same area at least, yeah, yeah. right? Eleven and twelve. They literally are eleven and twelve. And like there's not a chance in hell Dominique Robinson's gonna be a first round pick. And I know he's older and I, I, I know that's not the greatest comparison, but I just think like I don't know. The Drake Jackson stuff's been in it's been interesting. I think he's very polarizing, which yes. makes him a wild card. Yeah. You know, I so uh, I, th- I thought about this one and I I started parsing through Twitter about him because I wanted to see where people are at. And it seemed like it swung back around to people saying, oh, we're now too low on Drake Jackson. It's just, he's got this weird discourse around him. So he definitely is a wild card. And then our best bet, both Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, I'm, fi- I'm glad you finally admit it. Stop him with the hating. Aiden well, actually, mine's Tyreek Smith. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good pick. I respect that one. Waking up every morning and taking 15 vitamins, 30 vitamins. I don't know how many vitamins you crazy kids are there are taking. It's just, I can't imagine swallowing that many things in one go. 
So for me, I take Athletic Greens because it's time for me to reclaim my health and you should do the same because let's arm our immune systems with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by our good old friends at ColorCast. AJ wrote this ad what over a couple of months aj yep aj's been a long time uh copy editor over there color cast is a live audio only sports talk platform says aj i wrote free it to four download. years ago and it took me three months to write <laughs> free to download and to use talk to other fans athletes and insiders in real time it's perfect for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news like when the jaguars take drake london number one mm-hmm Share your own experiences on the app. Like if you're a bitter Jaguars fan, why did our team do this? All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, be notified when rooms go live. Ba-ba-ba. You know what live? What room's going to be live, AJ? The green the, room. Oh, you knew it. All right, time to break down the 21 players who will be heading to Vegas this year. Oh, baby. Let's do it. How awesome was it when every, every news source on Twitter tweeted at the list simultaneously the other day? I love so good. It. How many times did you read through the list? Oh, uh, at least ten. Uh, I, I I don't know why Matt Corral's going. He's gonna be Geno Smith, but hey. When he goes, uh, oh, he's coming across the stage wearing that Pittsburgh Steelers black and gold hat, baby. Can't wait. Um, you want to do twenty five edge rushers? Uh, no. Okay, well I'm doing twenty five because I wrote down twenty five. I wrote down twenty. So <laughs> that's the reason. Go ahead. All right, uh, I'll give you my twenty five to twenty one. Uh. 25, Zachary Carter of Florida with a 6'7". 24, Tyreek Smith. This is why I want to do 25. Ohio State with a 6'7". 23rd, Isaiah Thomas of Oklahoma with a 6'7". 22, Christopher Allen of Alabama with a 5th. 21, Jeffrey Gunter of Coastal Carolina with a 5th. Oh, so you are high on Gunter. I respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like Gunter a lot. Okay. Uh, I'll do 20 to uh, 16. Uh, 20, Michael Clemens. We already talked about him. I got a late fourth, early fifth. Uh, 19, Alex Wright. I got a late fourth. 18, my Jay Sanders. I got a late fourth. <laughs> 17, Jesse Lucetta. I got a mid fourth. Uh, and 16, Sam Williams. I got an early fourth. Okay, so we're kind of a, a lot of the, the same names, slightly different. 20, I do have Drake Jackson of USC, though, with a fifth. I just, I don't know. I don't know, AJ. I just I can't bring Big myself to potential. it. Yeah. Nineteen, MyJ Sanders of Cincinnati with a fourth. Eighteen, Michael Clemens of Texas A&M with a fourth. Seventeen, Sam Williams of Old Miss with a fourth. Sixteen, D'Angelo Malone of Western Kentucky with a fourth. Um, anyone you really want to talk about? Or we just move on. Uh, uh, Sam Williams is going to go higher than I think where we both have him. You think he's going to go top one hundred? Yeah, I think that athleticism at two sixty one. I. He's the guy who obviously has major character concerns, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like the NFL actually cares about those things. Um, he ran a four four six like that. Exactly, Bendy, ridiculous athlete. He, he to me, uh, my comp on him. If you want to know any comps, feel free to yeah, ask. Yeah, I want Sam Williams comp. <laughs> it's like a a more jacked up uh, Vic Beasley. Yeah, I uh, I like that one because he's you know he's well built. Like he's like six three and a half, two sixty one. I know. Uh, 
you know, like his, like the run game's his big knock, but like he's he's also like not bad. Like I don't know, like he's got something. Like he'll get washed. He's, he's not strong. He doesn't set. A I great think edge. he's gonna be overdrafted. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm getting him on day three, I'm cool with it. Something to develop, but top 100 is a little little rich for my blood. Yeah. Uh, any other comps before we move on? Uh, what's who's your my J comp? Randy Gregory. I kind of like that. Sanders, yeah. his stock has been so up and down over the course of the last year, man. I know. I know. He's had a wild ride. Um, <laughs> and then with the food poison, like, he's had such a wild ride. Anyways, uh, 15 for me is uh, Kingsley Anigabare. I've got an early fourth round grade. 14 is where I got D'Angelo Malone, uh, early fourth. Now we jumped into my, my borderline top 100. I got Cameron Thomas here at late third, early fourth. Right, what number was that for you? 13. Ah, finish your drink. 12, I got Dominique Robinson. I said Fish that. Late third. And 11, Drake Jackson for me. Mid-third. Okay. Okay. Uh, 15, I got Laqueta, Penn State, third. 14, I really like Alex Wright. This is where I have him of UAB, third. 13, Cameron Thomas of San Diego State with the third. 12, Dominique Robinson with the third. And Kinsley Inigbare with the third, number 11. Uh, anyone know what you want to talk about? Uh, I'd like to do 40 good minutes on Inigbare, if I may. Um, uh, just touching on Alex Wright really quickly. I mm-hmm. think in a different system, he would have been a lot more productive and it would have helped. He's he's a big, powerful guy. Yeah. Got a, he he plays a lot of four i five tech. He's like the Travon Walker of the G five. Um, he uh, I got a Preston Smith comp there. Ooh, um, Cam Cam Thomas is a guy who I there was that weird first round buzz for a bit, <laughs> but I think I think like that was just like for a month for some reason, but like. The vast majority of people think he's like a, a mid day two guy. Yeah, I mean he's he's an interesting guy. I mean like he's got that like size and athleticism to rush from like a variety of spots. He looks pretty good when he's on the inside. Uh, he's Arms got are that, a little short. Yeah, got that good get off. Like, he's high effort, high motor, you know, strong hands. He's a violent, like just violent playing style. But like it's impossible to find him playing against any NFL offensive line. Like like he's, you know what I mean? Like and he's, I don't know, he's ending up on the ground a bit too much. He plays. Yeah. I don't, he's he's interesting. I don't. Again, um, I, I think he's like he's he's not that much like the upside is potentials there, but I don't know. I I I can't kick in Ugbare. I don't care. Like his athleticism isn't amazing or anything, but yeah. that's not really his game. He 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 has such violent, powerful, heavy hands. Really good bull rush too. Great leverage. Really plays his ass off. A guy who played three technique too there. Like I think yeah. he is so interesting. He had such a great senior bowl. Um, this is the type of edge rusher I always fall in love with. Though. Also, two fifty eight at the combine, two seventy one at his pro day. Yeah, I think two seventy one is the real weight. Like yeah. that's what he's. That's what I like. I I know he was uh he was playing up at like two eighty five, two ninety apparently at times at South Carolina, especially when he's playing more inside. And I so, think like, I think personally his best home is like yeah, we'll play around two eighty, and like kind of like a, a five tech dude. Yeah, yeah, he's he he's he's yeah. a cool player. Yeah, he is cool. <laughs> uh, it's what, let's talk, D'Angelo Malone, I think, is another guy. Stock's been kind of all over the place. Um, like he's the weight speed. thing he's scares me. Yeah. The weight thing scares me. Like apparently he was like two oh nine at one point. He's two forty three um, right now. To me, he he's like a, a, a kind of a little shorter version of Leonard Floyd. I thought that it's interesting. Yeah, very very explosive first step, all speed, good bend around the edge. Uh, and if he could be a complimentary guy, I think he's very interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 do you think he goes on the back end of the third round? Potentials there. I yeah. Again, I got him early for us. So I'm a little bit later, but I, no, I think I think that's there because 
you know, he's got that. You know, how many careers? He's got a shit. Thirty-four he's career his, sacks. Like, he's, yeah, he's the, super teams are going to bend on that, and he's got the the real athleticism. He's just little, and he's fun. He's quick. He's fun. He he's another guy that feels like he's playing basketball on grass. Yeah. Any comps you want before we move on? Uh, who's your Malone? Oh, no, you said Malone. Who's your Cam Thomas comp? Sam Hubbard. They're both white. They're both white. They're both white. That's easy. Now let's move on. Uh, ten to six. Ten to six. Okay. Uh, Number ten for me. This one I got Josh Pascal from UK. Uh, I got a late second, early third. Nine is Nick Benito, Oklahoma. I got a late second, early third. Eight is Boye Mafe. I got an early to mid second. Uh, Seven, I got Arnold Abiketti. Finish your drink. Early second round grade. And six, I got David Ojabo. Uh, late, late first Finish round your drink. Wow, we're shocking, like, very close here. Um, ten, I got Benito. Third round grade, Hassan Reddick comp. Oh, Nine, that's I, a good one. Thank you. Nine, I got Boy Mafi, Minnesota. Third round grade with the Trey Hendrickson comp. Eight, Josh Pascal of Kentucky. Third round grade with Emmanuel Ogba comp. I got seven. That one too. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone does. Seven, I got Arnold Ebiketti. Uh, third round grade with Shaq Barrett comp. And then six, David Ajabo. Third round grade with Brian Burns comp. Ooh, you're low on Ajabo. How much are you taking into in that, that? He's the 33rd player on my board still, though. Whoa, your 33rd player is a third round grade? Wow. Yeah. Damn. My whole okay. board's just third round grades. <laughs> that's, that's the value of the draft. Um <laughs> Let's. We talked enough with Jabo. Do you want to do Josh uh, Pascal? I have a. Sh- I have like five second round grades in the whole draft, AJ. I don't know that, what's happening. It's weird. You gotta start bumping. Anyway, it's the it's the system. It's not me. <laughs> no, I've heard that before. Um, um, <laughs> speaking of the system, uh, Josh Pascal, man, like he tests well, like no agility, but like man, those explosives are strong, and you see them. Like what a fucking get off he's got for a man that's built like he is, like. Just so thick throughout, and he's got those powerful hands. Superstar run defender ability. Yeah, man, and like, a guy he, who also plays three tech, five tech, four eye. Mm-hmm. He's so strong at that that like he's one of the best run defending edges. Maybe maybe after Walker, he's the best. Like just pure. He, you're getting to, to, he. I think he's similar to Trevon Walker in that he was playing a role that didn't give him the opportunity to be a superstar pass rusher. Yeah. So he only has thirteen career sacks. Um, I think him, him and Walker have the same amount of sacks over the last three years. It's like nine and a half. Uh, but, like, you see the flashes of it there. Like, he's got heavy hands. Yeah, he does. Like, he's not bendy or anything, but, no. like, you're not expecting that out of a 6'3", 270-pound guy. He's like a ball of angry fury. He he's, hates everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and his hands his hands are heavy. Yeah. Uh, he's always the first guy off the ball, and I love that. And he can use that to, to just wreck shit inside, both in the pass and in the run. I, I, I really like I don't think you're going to be disappointed by taking Pascal. No. This, and, and, like, he might not go until mid-third round because yeah. of the pass rush. But I think he's an instant impact player. Like, uh, he is, he's one of the of – the, of these guys in my 10 to 6, I, I would argue he's the safest. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's because the other the other guys are a lot of them are like more raw athletic pass rushers, whereas he yeah. is the complete opposite. But he has that athleticism in his bag too. Speaking of, that's Nick Benito. I think <laughs> like he's Nick, Nick Benito is so weird because he he. So I think I every time I watch him, I, I think a team's gonna get Michael Parsons syndrome, and they're gonna overdraft him because they're gonna be like. 
Michael Parsons was this off-ball linebacker who's an yeah. incredible pass rusher. And, like, Benito plays some off-ball. He drops in the coverage I, a lot. They just sometimes line him up and blitz him and stuff. I like my, my Benito comp. Who is it? Bruce Irvin. That's a good one. The reminds Seahawks probably take him nine. Bruce, so. yeah, they're taking him nine. It reminds me a lot of Bruce Irvin. That's um, a good one. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Agile as fuck. Like, he's he's flexible. He's got that closing burst, uh, burst to the quarterback. He's just, like, so slippery. Yeah, he's slippery, man. Like, he just – he slips contact with quick feet and, like, slippery hips. Like, I really – I really like him. Bend and dip. Like, yeah, I mean, that pass rush stuff is really interesting. But he's, he's small. Like, he's just – he doesn't have the ideal size or length. His hands are soft, like, and they're underdeveloped. Like, he's winning with his lower body more than his hands. Um, I don't like him really dropping into, into, into coverage either. He just looks like he's just doing it because that's his assignment, not that he's out there yeah. actually trying to do something. Um, and also, like, his motor turns off backside. So, like, some of that stuff I don't love. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, like, in that stupid slanting scheme that Oklahoma runs, like, when he shoots a gap, it makes a, he'll make awesome TFLs in the run. Like, uh, it just, yeah. Going to get moved to the POA, th- though, but yeah. Two things with him, it's really going to depend on, like, he needs to go to the right situation. Yeah. With a deploy him the right way. And, like, he, if he gets overdrafted, that's going to, like, I, which, it, like, I wouldn't be shocked if he went late first round, and I just don't know why he would. Yeah. No, I but know. it wouldn't shock me. Uh, Boy Moffy's a, uh, another guy who's kind of a twitchy, both anger, mm-hmm. plays real hard. Um, wins a lot with like speed to power, great leverage, um, great get off, a little stiff, not the bendiest guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he, the things are there for him to be a more impactful edge defender. I think he just gets caught up in wanting to make plays. So he kind of doesn't consistently set the edge because of that. Yeah. Yeah. But like, he's got that like nice range to make tackles like wide. He flashes that power at at the point of attack. He's got like that quick shed and finish potential. And, like, he's good scraping down the lines. And he's got those, like, really wide, like, lateral movements to cover a lot of gaps. So I totally agree. It's just, yeah, he just isn't consistently sending the edge. And I think you're right. He's just trying to get him over-eager. Um, I love the get-off. But, like, I think he's also delayed off the, off the side. He's got, like, this, like, false step to him. Um, he's another like, guy where it's, like, I've seen him mocked in the first round. That just, yeah, yeah, that seems wild. Testing. That's, yeah, it's all testing. I mean, these guys all tested so fucking well, though. Like, like. I don't know. Um, I like that he's just always trying. He's got violent hands. He's always trying to chop the the, the tackles' hands. The powerful. Yeah, they're fun. He needs a lot of work with his hands, but who doesn't? But I think his instincts are kind of lacking. But he, he could definitely develop into something. Uh, I bet Keddy is of of these. I think more raw athletic guys, the safest. Mm-hmm. Good combo of get off, bend, hands. Um, can get under tackles pretty easily. His lack of height gives him natural leverage. Yeah. yeah. Really, really plays his ass off. He's a guy who who will knife into the backfield and make plays against the run too. Yeah. I think sets a a stronger edge than you'd expect from a guy his size. Um, I think he can pretty immediately come in and be a guy who adds to your pass rush. Maybe not in every down play right away, but if I'm getting him in the third round, like. I think he he adds an instant uh, energy to my pass rush. Yeah, he should. That's that's a great way to put him. It's like he just guys that great energy snap to whistle, great get off, the the speed to like always thread in the, the offensive tackle in the arc, like the active hands, the good pop in his hands, and like you know he's using his like length and arms to kind of like keep the offensive tackles the hands off him at the point of contact when he's just going with speed around the edge, and like his feet just don't stop. And I like his ability to kind of just you know 
cut the tackle in half and, and make him make him block you know half his body um some speed to power some inside quickness with a swim i, I think like i just like to see him like mix up his tempo a bit more like if he just like throws like a jab step a couple hesitations i think you can just fuck guys up with the speed um and his counters kind of need work but yeah i i agree with you um I agree with you, and like just that that quicks to you know he he's another guy big motor going downfield to make tackles in the run too. Um, no, I, I like Abiketti. All right, you want to do your five to one? Uh, yeah, let, let's do. It. By the way, any I didn't write my comps down, so if you want, I'm just ask. Uh, just number, follow me. All right, number five, I got George Karloftis, uh, twenty to thirty-two, so a late first round grade. Aaron Schobel. <laughs> Sick. Uh, white makes sense <laughs> number four i got jermaine johnson uh 15 to 25 so like that mid first round grade i think it's a tough one to give a comp on i so i, I, I cowardly went with a guy from last year and went with jalen phillips it's a little weird of comp but going with that uh three for me is trevon walker i also got a mid first i got a 15 to 25 so i'm lower on him than you are uh even though we talked similarly about him and i think he's the jadavian clowny in this class i think i think he's clowny i think that's the comp that's what i have as well yeah but it's so the, the thibodeau clowny comp doesn't make any sense no that being said thibodeau is my number two uh i got a top 15 grade on him so in this class that's an easy top 10 grade um <laughs> i don't have a good comp i gave him leonard floyd i can't figure out a good comp for him i want to hear yours and number okay. one i got aiden hutchinson i got a top 10 grade on him another tough guy to comp i give him max crosby yeah, me too. I think Max Crosby comp works. I think it, it's a good point. Yeah. yeah. The, the the pass rush is similarly built. Like yes. the pass rush plan. Yep. Uh and and obviously the length or the, the size and the athleticism. Too. Exactly. And the mo- the motor and you know, yeah. kind of the energy as a run defender. Yeah. Uh five I've got Karloftis, second round grade with an Everson Griffin comp. Uh okay, when I say second round grade in this class, it's like where do I got them? He's a he's a top twenty five player. I don't okay. know. Uh, four, I got Jermaine Johnson, Florida State, uh, uh, first round grade, Daniel Hunter comp. Uh, three, I got Aiden Hutchinson of Michigan, first round grade with a Max Crosby comp. Two, I got Kayvon Thibodeau of Oregon, first round grade, uh, Robert Quinn comp, and uh, one, I got Travon Walker, JD Clowney comp, first round grade. Um, I went so Walker. Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson, like they all have the same grade, mm-hmm. and it, it it just became like a preference thing essentially. And so like Michigan guy comes third, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so I I went back and forth like a lot with Walker and Thibodeau, and uh like they're Walker's the fourth player on my board, Thibodeau's the fifth player on my board. Uh, Hutchinson seven. Um. And uh, it, it truly, it, to me, it came down to, I know at bare, like Walker, I, I think is going to be such a dominant run defender. I just, yeah. I also fall in love with these types of versatile defensive linemen too. So that, that, that's really how I broke the tie. And like, I, again, with those three, you can kind of put them in any order for me. Um, and it's more, it comes down to what the team is looking for and what type of scheme they're running. Right. Then the individual almost does that make mm-hmm. sense no yeah that, that's totally fair uh, um so we talked the big three guys uh ad nauseum so really just got Karloftis and johnson here yeah so uh Karloftis, Karloftis has had this weird thing happen to him where he's the first like he's going in the first round he's going in the first round then all of a sudden like people like soured on him for no reason yeah did, did you see that at all 
Yeah, I did. But like he's like I don't in this class he's going in the first round like no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I got for sure on him. So and I think he's a safe player. Really, really strong power rusher. Great, great heavy hands. Explosive for a power rusher too. Plays with great leverage. Plays great motor. Um. I wish he was a little better as a run defender. Uh, He's Oregon not a good State, run defender. Yeah, Oregon yeah, but... State's tight end blew him up like constantly, which I thought was weird. So like he can get in there like <clears throat> with like a quick arm over and like just pure quickness and like he saw the like backside and making the tackle, but like I don't know, like his shorter arms show up. I think he struggles disengaging. Like he'll just let the running back go right through his gap. Like of the top five guys, he's the worst run defender. Yeah, yeah. Which. I don't know. He's white, so like I feel like that's not a narrative that's been. <laughs> it's not even close to like he's he's by far the worst run defender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the other the other three are average to plus run defenders. He's a bad run defender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's been that that's kind of what held me back on him. He's he's stiff, like he can't bend. Uh, but like in this class, I'm taking him in the first round. Yeah, I mean, but he's just like he's just a ball of power. Like he's high energy, high motor, uh, like just like powerful lower body. Like he just doesn't get knocked off. Can uh, kick inside. Yeah, no, exactly. You can kick him inside. Uh, no, I, I mean Karloff is a good football player. It's just, yeah, it's just. He, I'm. Sh- it's kind of weird how bad he is against the run, though. It is. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, I think, in in some classes will be a, a clear like top two edge rusher. Yeah, just happens to be in this class. Uh, I think he he is such a fun combination of uh, effort and athleticism. Yeah, like totally. he he plays he. he he plays with his hair on fire. I think he's got a great first step. He, he something something that, like I think he's got a uh, and you saw it at the Senior Bowl too, like where he he showed up at the Senior Bowl and was the best player. Yeah, like, I mean he, I, he's got some alpha mf to him, and um, it, 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 what happened with him transferring from Georgia to Florida State makes me wonder what would it, like would Trevon Walker have been able to do the same thing? And obviously really there's different players, but I think that's something that'll. Yeah. It'll be talked about in years to come. Um, but he has a great mix of can win with speed, can win with speed to power, can win with his hands. Yeah, I mean, I I love just the leverage he's got. Like he's got that powerful initial pop, and like just that really good leverage into con- even though like I think he plays a bit upright, but he's got that in, into contact. He plays with such good leverage, and he's got yeah. that, like that powerful upper body to get under and toss tackles off the block. He's got like that nice swipe move. Another guy, high effort from snap to whistle. Uh, powerful, like, one-arm stab. Um, I love that he's always getting his hands up in the passing lane. Um, and then, like, some glimpses of, like, some really good quicks and really good counters. I think, like, he's kind of, like, just got to, like, be more creative sometimes in his pass rush plan. And, like, I, and I think you got... saw him. I, th- I think yeah. I think you, you saw bowl. that at the senior bowl. Yeah. Which, you I know, mean, like, that, that shouldn't influence us massively, but it, I think – he can do it is kind of my point. I think he's got a good first step, but he's got like kind of an average get off if that just when he put it all together. You know what I find? Like he's fiddling with his stance so near the snap. Like I think that's messing with his get off. Like he's he's never like comfortable in his stance. Anyways, so I think that's something to look at you get into the coaches. But a really good run defender too. Like sure. Yeah, defender. yeah. The, the athleticism to make the tackles uh, against like you know like if you know you got a a jet sweep or a or a pop pass, he's he can make those tackles. Uh, he's long, he's strong, he's staying disengaged from blocks. He's really clean. He's just a really clean run defender. Yeah, he like I I have him as it's like he's top ten on my board currently. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think he's like like, like in any class, I think he's you know, that, that mid teen edge rusher that you take and you don't you don't really worry about. Like I don't like if he 
I I don't think he like if Balt if he falls to fourteen like Baltimore like yeah it's a really fun pick. There's a couple uh, fits that like a couple couple Baltimore edges in this class. Yeah. Um. Okay, but before we get out of here, Aiden Hutchinson goes to Jacksonville. You're Detroit. Are you taking Kayvon Thibodeau? If you if you're not because theoretically, let's say like they're fine with Taylor Decker as their left tackle. So if you're Detroit, are you taking Kayvon Thibodeau? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think Trevon Walker is money for the Houston Texans. I think that'd be really fun if those were the first three picks. Uh, I'm with the quarterbacks to go, so we can, so the Seahawks can. Get no, no, I, I'm. Oh, I need Kenny to slide to us. Um, <laughs> I, I think it'd be really fun if the those top three edges were the first three picks, and then the Jets and Giants went the tackles back to back, and then Carol, Carolina either takes uh, big stink, big stinky Trevor Penning or or Kenny Pickett. I hope they take big stinky because I'm sure the Seahawks are taking him. Ryan, uh, it's if if he's there, they got him. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and like Jermaine Johnson could go to the Falcons at eight. That'd be really fun. He could go to the Jets at ten. Could Vikings, Ravens. No, that's too smart. Uh, they love the Senior Bowl. Uh, that's anyone who's good at the Senior Bowl they're taking or bad, even in LJ Collier's comp. Uh, yeah. Where where do you where do you like Karloftis? I don't know. Karloftis is a tricky one. Um, one of those like you know, like like you know. Um, I see the Eagles team. taking him. Yeah. With one yeah. of the picks. Yeah, that can make sense. You're right. Uh, or if he falls to Bill, you know, jo- Josh Pascal deeper, but he he felt a lot like a Pittsburgh Steeler to me. You said that about Icky Iquanu, and there was a time where I thought he'd be a Steeler, and like that's not happening. So <laughs> I'll take. Uh, I I'd love Josh Pascal, obviously. That, that, was, um, that was one of those like this guy looks like a you know looks like he belongs to this team. He was one of those. Um. I'm just trying to like think uh, where I want some of my boys to end up. I, I'd love know? to see Ojabo as a Raven somehow, some way, just to reunite him with Owe. Like that's just a lot. Of I would. I personally, I wouldn't. Personally, yeah. Imagine trying to stop Owe and Ojabo as a high school officer. Tackle. Like what he do? What shot do you have in New Jersey? No less. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, it's just I I I can't believe some of these. I, like the fact that. They had two first round edge rushers at one high school. Like what? Ridiculous, AJ. Um I I would like the 49ers to take one of these guys. Uh I don't I haven't I haven't decided who yet. Mm-hmm. But uh I kinda th- I want them to take one of the longer athletic guys, like Dominique Robinson or even like Alex Wright. One of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um because uh, they just like Arden Key went there, and now Arden Key's good. Uh, Chemical Chemical Teray just signed there, and I think yeah. he's gonna kind of be the rehabilitated guy this year for them. Speaking of New Jersey, pass rushers, baby. There you go. And I feel like the 49ers are just becoming this team that rehabilitates edge rushers. So I'd like them to just get one of these long athletic guys in there and see what happens. Yeah, I wish they would sign Solomon Thomas and bring him back to glory. Yeah, you and me both, brother. 
This episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sports drink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Uh, next episode, we're breaking down each USFL game. Uh, which players we uh, we think have a chance to parlay their their shot in the USFL to a CFL chance, and then maybe from there mm-hmm, they make mm-hmm. it onto a practice squad. Uh, no linebackers next show. Uh, I feel like we haven't talked linebackers at all this year, so yeah, because they're because they're, they're useless. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>